Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hey, Ben. And Fernando. Hey, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss more of what's happening in East Palestine as politicians try to benefit with fundraising over their unbelievable concern for the people of East Palestine, despite the fact they want to roll back regulations that would make the water less safe. All right. Yeah. (laughs) We'll also discuss SCOTUS. No, it's not the thing between your legs that has a bunch of hair on it and it itches occasionally. (laughs) It's the Supreme Court of the United States. They were going to potentially rule on the NSA, the surveillance state that obviously all of us currently live in now and for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. However, it's too private. Oh. So the Supreme Court can't rule that something is illegal because they can't have all the secrets being spoken about in court. So then they can't do their job. Ah, mm, okay. So, Makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Isn't Holds that up. funny? Holds up. They're like, no, the surveillance state is too secret. Okay. There's no way that we could see if it's constitutional or not. Oh, uh, right. Damn. All right. Well, that's oh. why they're called SCOTUS. Hello. The secret is crime. Ooh. We'll also discuss the culture war bullshit going on all over this country as places like Texas. Again, try to ban drag and all these other things. Uh, meanwhile, the politicians that want to ban drag shows, oh, all of them, much like our boy Rudy Giuliani, have appeared in a dress <laughs> once or twice before. And straight up, the guy who wants to ban all the drag shows in Texas, his name is Nick Schatzline. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, he looks uh, he looks like you might see him in the... In a drag show? <laughs> nah, you know, in the in the basement of a bar called The Cock. Ooh. <laughs> which I have been in in the East Village. Oh, Absolutely fun. fantastic, fantastic place. <laughs> all right. But before we get to all of that and much more, let's get to the serious war and peace conversation mm-hmm. revolving Russia and Ukraine. The war is just taking a massive turn in favor of Russia. Why? Why? It's because U.S. actor <laughs> Steven Seagal <gasps> is now officially a Russian citizen. Whoa. And he will be fighting on behalf of the Kremlin. They got their Keanu. They got their Keanu. <laughs> wow. He is the one. Right. The Matrix is broken. Whoa. Steven Seagal, he was pictured with Vladimir Putin. And for those that don't know, the martial arts style of Steven Seagal it's called you approach him and you fall down. Right, yes. <laughs> and then Steven Seagal goes, Wah. Whoa, how'd he do that? <laughs> Whoa. Such power. Powerful. It's unbelievably adorable. <laughs> so Vladimir Putin has signed a decree to mm-hmm. honor the American actress Steven Seagal with the quote, Order of Friendship. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. That's neat. That is neat. It seems like it's out of, like, SpongeBob, doesn't it's really it? Order it's of an friendship. order of friendship. Me and, what is it, Squidward? Yeah, Squidward, yeah. Squidward. The, the decree cited what it's called Seagull's, quote, great contribution to the development of international cultural and humanitarian <sighs> cooperation. Oh, cool. So isn't that exciting? Even in the midst of war, as his citizens are dying and, oh, constantly being like, why are we doing this, Vlad? He yeah. says, let me meet with Steven Seagal. <laughs> right, <laughs> oh. yeah. No kidding. Seagal has been a regular visitor to Russia since 2016. He has his Russian passport, mm. and he became a close friend. Of Vladimir Putin. Wow, 2016. Yes, he is a special representative 
to the United States and Japan. He has also worked as uh, the as Russian's foreign ministry's quote special representative to the United States and Japan. So when he's in the U.S. talking to U.S. politicians, he's doing it on behalf of Russia. Okay. Really? <laughs> yes. Interesting. This guy was pro-Ukraine. I mean, pro the invasion of Ukraine, of right? Of course. Yep, yep. Well, he's a violent, violent well, I man. Mean, and he, th- he made the switch in 2016. That was a crucial time. Nobody talks about what that did to influence the 2016 election. <laughs> really? Once you lose Steven Seagal, you lose at least like eight to ten votes. Oh yeah, <laughs> at least big time. Mm-hmm. Some sheriffs in the middle America are like, "We're voting for him." Yeah, I'm Every- trying to think of some of the films Under Siege. Well, Under Siege, and then my favorite, Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, a little bit of uh, inspiration for Killer Raccoons Two. Absolutely, and the fact that you just copied and pasted but filled in <laughs> different words, and then instead of bad guys, you put raccoons in there. Exactly. It wasn't so much a copy copy and paste is uh, me sitting in me and Ben's apartment mm-hmm. in Brooklyn and I would just watch Under Siege and then pause it and then rate the scene with raccoons <laughs> and then hit play true. It was Under Siege 2 and we, I watched it probably 12 times yeah. and, and we, but he would just be stopping it, writing it. I was like, this is this is how you write. This is how I write. But it worked. It works, baby. Just like Steven Seagal. <laughs> I always remember, what is it, Gut Punch? It was a mockery of Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. There's so many oh, mockery. Yeah. He's such a farce. He's uh, such a it, joke. I mean. Yeah, because his his action, like Ben said, it was just, there's these shots where he's just, he's doing, he's moving his hands around like he's doing Kung right, Fu, right. but then he doesn't do Kung Fu, and then he just like hits the guy in the neck, and the guy falls down. You know, jokes aside, it does suck that he's been taken over by the propaganda. You know, pro-Crimea annexation. All uh, of it. All of it. So he, so the annexation happened in 2014. Mm-hmm. So he became a Russian citizen Two years after, after that. After. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he knew what they were doing. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and join up with this team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steven Seagal holds a seventh Don or Dan and is a Shihan in Aikido. Oh. oh, yes. I don't know what any of that means. That's yeah. probably what him and Putin bond over. And then they wrestle and then they like they get Ooh. too close. And then, you know what's happening, dude. Oh, interesting. Oh, Mr. Seagal. <laughs> wow. So, all right. In other sort of uh, peripheral news that is just sort of funny. Uh, GOP stars, usually they go to CPAC mm, right. in order to spread the message of whatever the fuck they're talking about that <laughs> sure. week. Uh, and unlike, uh, But uh, this year is unlike other years, of course, given the scandal coming in CPAC regarding Matt Schlapp. Yeah. Uh, Matt Schlapp, of course, the head of CPAC, is uh, accused of aggressively fondling a male aide during Herschel Walker's Georgia Senate campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because of that, many GOP leaders are saying, we're not going to go to CPAC this year. And you have to wonder if they're all going to show up at AFPAC, (laughs) the America First (laughs) Political Action Committee, headed by Nick Fuentes. Yikes. This is according to a GOP operative about CPAC. They say, someone said to me, we all wanted an excuse not to go, and Schlapp gave it to us. Oh, nice. So apparently, CPAC wasn't the good time Ooh. that was being promised for some of these pesky politicians all along. Wow, interesting. So Republicans are actually putting credence to the Schlapp allegations as opposed to yeah, just... Yeah, I think this was just the reason that they can give now. They'd be like, we gropes dicks. Right, right, we right. We can't be seen anywhere near him at CPAC. Yeah. Which certainly does... Uh, Oh, kind of if you stretch the imagination a little bit, infer cock pack. <laughs> right, yeah, which exactly. Which is what you work on as well, Travis. Yeah, Central <laughs> Ohioans countering Kasich. Cock pack. We worked long and hard to give Kasich the shaft. It's yes, so indeed. Funny. He came you, up with that. You. What's crazy to me is uh, what's Fox News going to do? Are they still going to cover it? You oh, know, they'll cover it. I mean, CPAC, what? it's the Comic-Con like you think Comic Con has nerds. There's no, yeah. there's no greater nerd than a political nerd. Right. Uh, there's no superpowers that these people even pretend to have. Right. It's just khaki, just cum filled pants. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. They really think that these people are celebrities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. They'll be like, I just, I'm a Ron DeSantis stan. I'll right. blow him. I would blow him. He's my one get out of free jail card. And it oh, is no. interesting because for the longest time, the CPAC straw poll would basically indicate who the Republican Republican nominee Ooh. would probably be, especially in a year like this. But now you got to think, I, I know Trump is scheduled to speak. He's going to be the last speaker at CPAC. 
Um, but you got to wonder if CPAC is kind of losing his mojo, is it's going to matter at all. It really is. Mm. Also, speaking of Donald Trump in the hodgepodge of uh, politics today, Chris Christie, he says that Trump is going to be indicted by July. What, by oh. July? Chris Christie? Who the hell knows? Chris Christie again. We'll see if he shows up at CPAC just for the buffet. <laughs> Get him. And also in just uh, continued dipshit news, Bill Maher, he was on CNN. This. <laughs> this guy is so far up his own ass. It is just, it is ridiculous. <laughs> you can see the cocaine uh, stains <laughs> on his butthole. Okay. I mean, this man is just ridiculous. So he told Jake Tapper uh -huh. that he was worried that Trump was going to send him to Guantanamo Bay <laughs> because of the hard truth that he was spitting on his weekly show on HBO. The hard truth. Dude, can you imagine a world where Bill Maher gets taken seriously enough right. by anyone uh -huh. to go to Guantanamo Bay? That's reserved for people like um, Reality Winner. That's reserved for people who actually do things yeah. that are like really um, secret really, from the state. Exactly. That yeah. really actually try to expose what the state is doing. Bill Maher. At worst, he's a shill, <laughs> and at best, he's a bad comedian. Well, are you sure he was being serious, or was this one of his uh, great monologue jokes that you love so no, much? No, it was. It was pretty. Whenever you talk to Jake serious? Tapper, you're serious. That's fascinating. Travis. Well, I will just push back a little bit, and okay. I, I do recommend everyone go listen to our episode uh, with Nick Vatterat, That's what I want to talk about. Nick. For love Nick. Love yeah. Nick, and and, and Nick he tells us the jokes that Bill doesn't, doesn't choose. Yes, and if you would choose those jokes, it would be a better show. <laughs> Good lord, that show needs more Vaderats. Good lord. But I will push back just a little bit. Don't forget that Bill Maher did have consequences when he did make jokes about 9-11 right after 9-11 and the Bush sure. administration. Mm. And that was when he lost his ABC show, Politically Incorrect. Which is hardly going to Guantanamo Bay. Still, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> From a TV show a TV, and then you got and another then, one. And then he went and got another TV show. <laughs> I just don't have that much sympathy for Bill Maher. Uh, I was also going to break the fourth wall with the, like our discussion with Nick Vatterot. Mm -hmm. From the impression I got, I mean, Bill doesn't sound like, you know, a secret operative who's under assault at all times. You no. know, no. it sounds like he's zooming in in his right. bathrobe and he's like, yes or nay, yay or nay on these jokes. He's, right. a, bo right. he's a zooming boomer. <laughs> oh, he's a zoomer boomer. <laughs> so this is what Jake Tapper said. He says, were you despondent when Trump was elected? Did you think, oh, my God, this isn't the country I thought it was? And then Mars says, I was afraid for my own well-being. Because uh -huh. you know how us straight white dudes were. That was like we were in the crosshairs of that <laughs> Trump administration. In no way was he desperately trying to cater to us. Right. You wouldn't understand, Fernando. I'm so right. I, I have no idea what you guys are going through right now. When Trump won, that was not the... My my concern was not for me. Right, right, right. I was, was like, for technically... Bill. It was for Bill Maher. Exactly. <laughs> so Bill says, yes, I was afraid for my own well-being. I thought I could wind up in Guantanamo Bay. I think I still think I could. He was ranting about me last week again. He's obsessed sometimes. Ooh. I don't know. He went on a tear for about eight months when he was president. Every time he'd have a rally, I have a list of three pages long of the I have a list of three pages long of the things he called me. Oh, wow. now, who's oh. obsessed here? That's who's a obsessed? Bit intense, yeah. Good grief. <laughs> So anyway, there you go. Just a bunch of people who I guess want to be victims and never were. Huh. And so then he has to say, but I was scared. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's such a fucking schmuck. I sometimes to Bill's credit, sometimes he does have a guest mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, this is interesting. And sometimes he can sometimes an interview will be like, all right, that was that was okay, but uh yeah. for the most part. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, a Bill asks very long questions where mm. he he likes to he likes to talk, but he's got someone that he's interviewing, and so it just um, I don't know. It's an interesting boomer, yeah, the narcissist HBO, the style, H yeah, yeah, that HBO political block because it's he and then uh, I think uh, Bomani Jones is the show after him. I watch both of those. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what HBO is up to these days, but any hoot. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, let's move on to things that are slightly more serious. Okay. Let's talk about drag shows. All right. Serious. Serious. You know, it is funny because this is serious. Mm, Yeah. You know, when it comes to the backdrop of drag shows, being sort of the uh, in the forefront of the conversation. You're like, how could who cares? Right, Drag shows. Right. But this is serious because it's about freedom of expression, freedom mm-hmm. of speech, mm-hmm. and just freedom in general. So Texas State Representative Nate Schatzline, he was wearing a black sequence dress mm. while skipping through a park. Okay. <laughs> that was released in a recent video. He is also the Texas lawmaker who is on the forefront of banning all things drag. Hmm. It's really, again, you can't make it up. The more that people scream about one group being demonic and evil, Mm -hmm. they are always a part of that group. And they're in the, they are the demonic parts of that group. Right. Mm. Or evil group, you know, demonic, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes. Um, So Shat's line in this recent video, he's seen marching through the streets as this person with a big fake hammer uh, it's a blow-up hammer. Yeah. Tries Ooh. to spank him in the butt. Whoa! <laughs> this is good old-fashioned conservative fun. That's funny. <laughs> so the legislation, it's HB 1266. It seeks to amend uh, Texas's business and commerce code to define a venue that hosts, quote, drag performances and authorizes on-premises consumption of alcoholic beverages hmm. as, quote, sexually oriented businesses. Oh, oh, my gosh. And God forbid... Anything like that, like AR themed restaurants, come on in. Yeah. But if we even think about making love (laughs) to other adults, God knows that's where the devil comes in. Such businesses, according to state code, they quote, may not allow an individual younger than 18 years of age to enter the premises of the business. All right, fine. You can't go into a bar unless you're 21 anyway. Right. So that really, again, is not what this is all about. They're just saying the words children. They're saying the word groomers. This is about adults doing what adults want to do, mm. whatever that might be on a weekend. And this is about government overreach and nothing else. Hmm. The measure defines a drag performance as, quote, a performance in which a performer exhibits gender identity that is different than the performer's gender assigned at birth using clothing, makeup, or other physical markers and sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise Whoa. performs before an audience for entertainment. This is disgusting. It's called theater. What the hell? Isn't that just theater? That's just theater, dude. Are you telling me that, what is that, that Dame chick? What's the name of Dame? Uh, Dame Edna? Dame Edna Love is Edna. too edgy for Texas. Yep. That's what they're saying. We can't have Dame Edna anymore. There's snowflakes in Texas. God knows. You imagine if Julia Childs was still alive and tried to do a cooking oh. show, her genitals would be inspected every day. Oh, don't you make fun of me. <laughs> Ma'am, it's fine. I know you've got a big old snooch down there. <laughs> so anyway, it also categorizes any business that does this. A nightclub, bar, restaurant, or other commercial enterprise that provides an audience of two or more individuals a drag performance. Wow. So it it's going to change bars. It's just if you run a bar and you're like, well, I have this really successful night. It's drag nights. It's on Saturday. Right. It's a big boom for us, actually. Right. People love coming here. People love coming. Other than that, my bar is basically dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you can no longer do that. Make a profit. Continue to suffer. Wow. And, uh, you know, all because this man who has the same smile as Charlie Kirk <laughs> and Fernando. What do you think? Ah, you know, okay. so I was looking at a few of the quotes that this guy said, and uh, what really bothered me is one of his lines where he said, protecting our own children isn't enough because he's a father of two. Hmm. So basically, he's saying protecting our own children isn't enough. And our responsibility as lawmakers extends to the sexualization that is happening across Texas. Kids can't go to bars. Exactly. Kids already don't go to bars. (laughs) But it's this guy saying, well, I don't do this with my kids. That's fine. Don't do whatever you you should. You you shouldn't do that with your kids. And I'm glad you don't. 
and no one's doing this with their kids. But then it's more about, well, I'm not telling you what you can't do with your kids. And if I want to take my kids to a pride parade, that's my right as a yeah. goddamn American. And the kids are going to be fine. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. the kids are going to be like, those are funny costumes, dad. And I'll be like, those were kind of funny, weren't they? I, I mean, right. who what, cares? Uh, if I go to a Budweiser show or if I go to a gun show, believe me, there's going to be way more sexualization there. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the whole term of phrase. So it's yeah. just, the, is it just men in dresses or is it because? No, this it guy- would be women as well. For example, I was just watching the new Suspiria. Yes. Uh, the fanta- fantastic remake, by the mm, way. I love wow. the Suspiria. Yeah. But the the chick, um, the gal, she plays the older man as well. Oh, oh you're wow. right. She uh, does. Sweeney. Is it Til- yeah. Tilda Sweeney? I'm so bad with that. Tilda Swinton. Yes. Yes. She mm. plays the older dude as well. You're right. She's in drag. That's illegal. That's, that's illegal. Drag. Drag. They got to cut that part out of the movie in Texas. It's called that's, acting. That's crazy. Well, it also taps into what we've been talking about. And I think, Ben, you made this point, too. It's just like. They're accusing the young people, the college students and everybody of being snowflakes, that they can't handle culture and and controversial topics on their campuses. But then they also seem to think that their own kids are snowflakes and they got to protect them. And then in this case, like you're saying about the bars, this is just more big government. Exactly. Big government running up. You're telling businesses how to run their own property. Yes. Not just businesses, families. You're telling me where I can and can't take my kids. I'm not talking about kid, taking kids, my kids to a right. bar. What if, I mean, this is a, a, it said two or more people. So literally if Ben decides to put on a dress at his house and we're in Texas, we can't take, we can't go. If it's the two of us. Yeah. 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 yeah because it's just know. one of us is a private show. <laughs> that's fine. If you want to see me in a dress, you can search Lawbreaker. Right. It was a sizzle. Yes. It's five minutes long. It did fantastic. not get picked up mm. um, because producer said, quote, it's a legal nightmare. Yeah. That makes sense. As you go to places, break laws. And <laughs> anyway. So speaking of uh, legal nightmares and bullshit politicians, A Florida GOP lawmaker, he has introduced legislation that would effectively, quote, cancel the state's entire Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, This is from Senator Blaze Ingolia. Okay. Sounds like a drag name to me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, On Tuesday, they put forward the, quote, the ultimate cancel act. That would force the Florida Division of Election to eliminate (laughs) filings of any political party that is, quote, previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitude. So they're going way back pre-Civil War. They're going back to before LBJ's Southern strategy. They're going way back. And they're like, well, the Republicans are the party of Lincoln. Uh You know, I know this name. The show is named after his hat. Uh He has a controversial history as well. Just sort of wanting black people to leave. But this is why people are so fucking fed up with politicians. The state of Florida has a lot of other things going on. Uh And certainly this bill won't affect or change any of those things. So the bill officially, the bill officially known as SB 1248 doesn't specifically mention any parties by name, but obviously you can infer what Ingolia Mm. was trying to say. This is what he said in a news conference. He says for years, leftist activists have been trying to cancel people and companies for things they have said or done in the past. You know, like when Ron DeSantis uh, took <laughs> yeah. over Disney. Right. And it is kind of fun that they have to pay 700 million bucks. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully that money goes to good causes. I have a feeling it won't. <laughs> he goes on to say, this includes the removal of statues and memorials and the renaming of buildings. By the way, can we just change the J. Edgar Hoover FBI building already? Right. Doesn't everybody hate that person? Yeah. If there's one building that I like to see renamed, because for the most part, I don't give a shit if they're renamed or not renamed. I didn't care what happened with the Cleveland, formerly the Indians, now the Guardians. Are they still playing baseball? They sure are. Okay, that's what matters mm-hmm. to me. He goes on. He says, so yes, this includes the removal of statues, memorials, and renaming buildings. Using this standard, it would be hypocritical not to cancel the Democratic Party itself oh, I love it. for Whoa. the same reason. Oh, so wait, a legal canceling? What are we even talking about know, here? Buddy. It's a so legal stupid. ordained cancel? It's I don't understand. The ultimate cancel. It's the ultimate cancellation act. <laughs> it is the ultimate cancellation act. So the Florida Democratic Party quickly hit back with the legislation saying that, quote, it presented it that it, quote, presenting a bill that would disenfranchise five million voters is both unconstitutional 
and unserious. Also, the fact they only have 5 million registered Democrats is kind of a problem. Mm. Um, but anyway, they go on. Under Ron DeSantis, Senator Ingolia is using his office to push bills that are nothing more than publicity stunts instead of focusing on the issues that matter most to Floridians, such as reforming property insurance, mm. addressing housing affordability, and combating climate change. So just a few moronic laws um, that are being proposed. There's another law that I want to talk about coming out of Oregon that I am a bit conflicted of about because I just don't think that this is how you solve the problem. Absolutely not. Of housing costs. Hmm. So uh, there was a bill introduced last month. It would establish, quote, People's Housing Assistance Fund Demonstration Program. Okay. Really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what's it, it do, Ben? <laughs> it would give 12 monthly $1,000 payments to those suffering from homelessness. Uh, so, the, the, so the bill states payments may be used for rent, emergency expenses, food, child care, or other goods or services of the participants choosing. My only concern is $1,000 in places like Portland mm, actually isn't enough. They don't do much. And really the only thing you can do for 1000 bucks a month is kind of foot your alcohol or drug habit. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the best use of, I mean, we need affordable housing. Yeah. yeah. We need people to be able to get to work. We need mm -hmm. people, we need people, we need to help people thrive. And I'm not sure if $1,000 a month just given out um, randomly to homeless people is helping them. I actually think it would be hurting them. And I also think it's kind of a lazy Thing for a politician to do, you know, how build much, fucking houses. I love talking about UBI, Universal Basic Income. Of course, but what I love talking about is how it does not solve the problem if you don't fix the actual disease. And the mm. disease is there's not affordable health care. There's nowhere yes, for these people exactly. to live. So giving them a thousand dollars is like putting a rubber, a little band aid on a leaking pipe. Yeah. You're not fixing. And then the patting yourself on the back. Exactly. Oh, we did so good, Travis. We saved Oregon. Yeah. No, you. These people need free houses, and these people need access to food, access to health care, and then give them the thousand dollars because then the thousand dollars will actually make a difference. Mm, if no. you gave me a thousand dollars now, I have a fridge, so I'm able to go buy food, right? right? Maybe like 200 bucks. So I'm able to do that five times with this thousand dollars. But say I don't have a fridge. What am I going to do, Ben? Right. I'm, I'm just saying what I would do with it. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I would just I would be happy as shit. I'm going to yeah. go <laughs> buy beer, buy something to smoke and buy Jack in the Box because what else? I mean, I don't have a house. I right. don't have a fridge. I, and those are those are also Band-Aids to deal with being homeless because exactly. it fucking sucks. What yeah. am I supposed so to do with my time? Bit, yeah, exactly. if you're a little bit buzzed up, you can maybe fall asleep uh, because it's not comfortable. Now, I will say, in this bill's defense, the program would last until January 2026, and then they would look and see what happened. I, I just think that we already kind of know what's going to happen. And again, I really do believe that they're just skirting the massive issues because both parties are bought and sold by large corp. And Portland has gone, it's just gotten so expensive mm -hmm. that now there's 700 tent camps and they have taken over sections of the city. Yeah. But why? Hmm. It wasn't like that 10 years ago. Right. What's the difference? Airbnb and you rental prices. Yeah, you can't afford to live there. So, yeah, I agree. I just feel like this like is going to get a headline and it's going to be like, oh, and some people obviously out of the goodness of their heart will say, yes, oh, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there to see the actual ramifications of it. Right, yeah. What and so actual? I wonder if you could take all of that money Put it into affordable housing. Give people refrigerators with food in them mm. and see maybe that will help them. Right. I hate to be a conspiracy theory guy, but mm. I, I think. Or you if, think they're trying to kill them. I, well, I think if we follow the money, oh. this is probably someone setting up a nice straw man argument going, oh, look, we tried UBI in Oregon. Mm -hmm. They just bought lions and drugs with it. You know, oh. I mean, do you think they also do they do they want them to all just overdose? They do. They they Whoa. want it to fail. I feel like this is set up with the because you would build a framework if you wanted success. Right. And so there's no framework for this. And so I've truly I mean, if again, there's no there's no they have no safety net. They have nowhere to live. They have nowhere. No health care. These right. thousand dollars are literally going to fall like sand through their fingers. Mental so, institutions, places just for psychiatric help. None libraries, of this stuff exists. Yeah. It's so bad. After Reagan did that in the 80s, we're mm. still dealing with it. Right.
There's no place for these people to go. It's very sad. But anyway, so that's an interesting piece of legislation coming from the left. And I think maybe, uh, maybe kind-hearted or maybe on a nefarious level, maybe not kind-hearted. I mm-hmm. actually, yeah, because you're right. Are they trying to prove that a UBI doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we don't even have anything close to it right. in the future. It didn't work in Portland, Ben. Why would we work here? One of the interesting things as well being debated on a federal level is raising the age of Social Security. Right, mm. to 70. This is one of the interesting places where Donald Trump is trying to go to the left. <laughs> oh, that's right. He Donald is. Trump is like, no, give him money. Like, Do- Donald Trump understands, give him money. Yeah. People like that. They like money. That's one of the better ways to get someone's vote is to give them money. Just give them money. And perhaps with the rising number of homeless folks in Oregon, they're still citizens. They have the right to vote right. and rightfully so. I wonder also from that perspective, if you're a politician that lives there, you just think this guarantees you, I don't know, 500,000 votes in Portland or something? Maybe. I Maybe. don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they're just so disillusioned and disenfranchised that they don't fucking vote. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems, it just seems like a, a, a white liberal thing paved with good intentions. We're yeah. not, we're not, we're not solving any problems. Hmm. We're not, it's That's just like problem. we're giving, we're just, hey, I'm gonna give you some cash and just don't bother me for two, three years. And then ah. I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. For me, it just reeks of like having hors d'oeuvres at a big old party at the governor's mansion. Be like, can you believe what we've done? We've done so well, Ben. <laughs> we've did it. We gave them all so much we money, did a joke. but it's not their money to give away anyway. <laughs> we did it. Exactly. It's we need to help payers. people. Yeah. We need to help people, not just give them money. Anyway, not that giving them money would not help. Mm. Um, but in this case, uh, with no, maybe if there was a job attached to it or just some Again, kind of like framework. Way, how do you build up then? So you don't need a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a whole, we'll continue to follow that and see, see what happens. But just a lot of interesting legislation going on across the country. One side wants to ban drag shows. The other side wants to give $1,000 to people who are currently uh, homeless. Again, one side at the very least, I don't believe there's as much ill will mm, um, because right. drag shows aren't a big fucking deal whatsoever. Right, right. And homelessness is. It's really yes. bad. So at the very least, there's some conversation of how to solve Uh, the crisis of homelessness. But as Fernando said, structure, framework, housing, food. I mean, it's just, you know, the price of eggs. Right. Don't even get me going. (laughs) You know, of course, how the homeless love eggs. Oh, yeah. You just boil them. You just boil them. The radiator. I don't know. I don't know. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's discuss SCOTUS. So the NSA, this has been controversial for a very long time. We can thank a person named Edward Snowden for releasing state secrets. And we appreciate Edward Snowden for doing that. Another person who Russia. <laughs> um, works with Russia. Yeah. Well, he, 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 but he had was, to flee. He had, had to, to flee. flee. He had to go somewhere. He had to go somewhere. Oh my God. Stephen is protecting Edward. That's why oh. he's over there. Stephen Seagal security. Yeah. He's the, uh, the bodyguard. Mm, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with whistleblowers. Wherever you can find a house, you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Julian Assange. He's a prick Aww. for all intents and purposes. They wanted him. I, what was the embassy that Ecuador, he was in? Ecuador. In London. They, and the Ecuadorian government was just like, you're really annoying everyone. Yeah. Because <laughs> he kept on being like, I need my cats. Oh. And of course he had his cats. <laughs> yeah. That one didn't really work out so well. But nonetheless, Julian Assange mm. and Edward Snowden, I do think they're a net positive uh, just because they did inform us of what's happening in our lives. 
And now granted, um, maybe they did lie by omission once they became embedded with places like the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe they didn't release everything on Putin that they could. Right. Uh, because they didn't want to fucking end up with a poisoned sushi. Testing gravity. Mm-hmm. So the National Security Agency surveillance program, it has been scrutinized for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court was going to take a look at it. However, the Supreme Court has said that they no longer can okay. because it is too private oh. to even be discussed in public in any way, <laughs> under oath so or in a documented form. Oh, man. So man. what are we doing? How does this work? How does a company, how does a, a, a government um, agency? entity, agency yeah. become so powerful and so secret that we can't discuss it with the courts? What, oh. what happened was that they were going to get audited and then the NSA called the Pentagon and went, wait, what do you do every time they're going to audit you? And then the <laughs> Pentagon went, you tell them it's a national secret. Right, national right, security right. secret. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it works. And it does work for the Pentagon. It's worked for decades and decades. Yeah. That's exactly what they said. So. Uh, in a divided ruling this past Wednesday, the Fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said that the lawsuit must be dismissed after the government invoked, quote, the state of secrets privilege. Uh, this, of course, meant that a full exploration of the issue in a court would damage national security. Hmm. Uh, that's what Reuters reported. So the decision was left to stand last week by the Supreme Court. So that choice was in 2021 by the fourth U.S. Circuit Court saying that, no, this is way too serious. State (laughs) secrets privilege. And then the Supreme Court heard that case and said, no, the fourth Circuit Court of the U.S. of Appeals is correct. Ah, So mm. they washed their hands of the entire thing. Wow. And it's just gone. And now it's just simply gone. And again, this is why, where are the drag shows about <laughs> this this is and yeah. this also if you are a republican you have libertarian leaning right uh, people you have mm-hmm. liberals on the left this is where we all come together yeah oh, absolutely. when we're against the surveillance state and they know that and that's why they don't want these issues uh to be discussed yeah. because they know that this has 70 percent of the country united right. like, what the fuck are you guys doing that reminds me of uh, 2013 when edward snowden first uh, made his revelations and they became public and uh, there was a bipartisan effort in Congress. It was led by Justin Amash, a libertarian leaning yeah. Republican, as well as uh, Zoe Lofgren. And at the time, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who was a, still a Democrat at that time. But, you know, it was, it was progressive leaning Democrats mm-hmm. working with libertarian leaning Republicans. And they almost because, like you said, they realized they couldn't get rid of the NSA. So they tried to defund the NSA. Mm. And that effort only got stopped because then you had your big state Republicans like John Boehner and big state Democrats like Nancy Pelosi, who fought back against the effort and said, no, 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 don't touch the NSA. Mm -hmm. So that is why that effort failed. And since then, I mean, the NSA apparently just does whatever the hell it wants. And to that point, Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat out of Oregon. Love Ron. He has long called for the intelligence community to reveal how many Americans it sweeps up and how many people it's snooping on. Also, to your point, libertarian-leaning Representative Thomas Massey, represent, uh, Republican out of Kentucky, he says, while surveilling uh, foreign targets under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance mm-hmm. Act, FISA, the U.S. government collects exabytes of data pertaining to American citizens. That's right. He says the Constitution requires a warrant to query that vast database for Americans and warrantless spying now. So you have someone like Wyden. And someone like Massey, who don't come together often. Right. Mm-hmm. Hello. Well, Santos is in town. Whoa, Katara! <laughs> saying that this is all bullshit. And yeah. uh, that's why it's so sad the Supreme Court couldn't be more disappointed in every possible way. They've decided <laughs> wrong. Ever since Citizens United, the Supreme Court hasn't gotten, I don't think, one thing right. right. Well, they're deciding. Um, this is another example. They're deciding just like I expect them to. They're corporate. You yeah. know, the, the, one of the biggest NSA also, contracts but- is AT&T. Right. And isn't it ironic? I'm sorry to cut you off, Fernando, but isn't it ironic that these motherfuckers are the ones who also leaked the Roe decision? (laughs) It was Alito without a doubt. Uh, Well, like it's what Travis said. It was Alito to confirm that everybody's understanding. It's like, hey, we all agree, right? This is what we're going to do. We're all in agreement, right? And Mm -hmm. they were, and it worked out in their favor. Mm -hmm. So I think with the NSA thing, the SCOTUS is is showing who they are, their true colors, their corporate, their their pro 
government control. And uh, again, AT&T is the biggest contractor for the NSA. Oh, Every Anytime wow. there's an AT&T building in uh, Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York City, there's NSA in that building. Oh, wow. So if you didn't Ooh. know that, now you do. Is that where that one guy shot himself in Nashville right outside of the AT&T mm, headquarters? I wonder oh, why. There was, there was yes. something to that. Yes, that's yeah. exactly why. He was, I think he was, it was related. The story yeah. is that there was a, there was an AT&T employee leak or something. And, mm. but anyways, they watch us without any warrants in those places. So, yeah. uh, it's a corporate thing. There's a lot of money involved. And if there's not money involved, there's state secrets involved. So sure. SCOTUS is not going to fold. Well, there's it, no way. It's corporatism, a.k.a. fascism, because mm -hmm. it's a merger of state and corporate power. Exactly. And that's a perfect example. And for a little context, it was not like this before 9-11. This was part of right. that Patriot Act of 2001 uh, that passed 99 to 1. The ultimate Patriot Act. Ben Kessel's old Wisconsin senator, Russ Feingold, the lone senator to vote against it. There was also, obviously, some Congress people, including Ron Paul, Dennis Kucinich, again, libertarians and progressives who opposed the Patriot Act. But that's what basically launched this domestic spying program. And for years and years, it just kind of went undetected, unnoticed. But right. it was after James Clapper was testifying hmm. and basically said, no, we're not spying on anybody. That's what prompted Edward Snowden to say, all right, I know that's bullshit. I work for the NSA. And right. that's when he made his leaks. Yep. And again, uh, Bill Maher is not on the chopping block. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Edward Snowden. I'm right. going to Chelsea the Chelsea Manning. Uh, yeah. Those folks are the people who, are, yeah. you know, I think that, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, Manning, uh, reality winner. Snowden, I, I I do think history is going to uh, reflect positively on them. I hope. Of so. course, there's a lot of negative reflection on them because they pissed off really powerful people. Right. right. And right. then uh, you know, once you're in prison, too, you're why am I listening to this prisoner? Right. <laughs> but we gotta juxtaposition that with the banning TikTok. On the other end, right. you know, we got the governor, uh, all these bills to ban TikTok. So again, it's they're they're it's like a what is it? Lip service. Mm. I think they're doing lip service to Americans. Right. They're saying, oh look, we're banning that Chinese evil app that's yeah. taking everything. But on the back end, AT and T <laughs> already sold us sold us all your. Yeah. Money. It's yeah. like, and hey, you can't spy on Americans. That's our job. That's our. <laughs> we're job. the NSA. And I am not for banning anything. Um, I do believe that people should treat all that social media like a utility mm. and uh, be very careful because yeah, it can just take up way too much of your life and then you die truly and then you're like what did you do you're like i made a tiktok <laughs> i need to take a taxi and it's like no one cares because i don't know the meteor's coming oh, no. all right just lastly when it comes to east palestine um man i feel so bad for these folks mm. so since 2016 four republicans alone have collected at least four hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars from rail giants bnsf csx Union Pacific, and of course, Norfolk Southern. Mm. These Republicans have also now said that they don't give a flying fuck about the water that is being drunk when it comes to the environmental damage caused by the people who are literally greasing their reels. The rail company contributed to uh, other Republicans, of course, and Democrats as well. Um, Rubio, Hawley, and Cruz were among a handful of uh, Republicans last December who signed on to Bernie Sanders' bill that would have added seven days of paid sick leave to rail workers and their contracts. So mm. another area where potentially there could be some bipartisan support, but it still doesn't pass mm. because that is how powerful the powers that be are. The bill fell short, which may explain the famously anti-labor Republican senators' willingness to support it. So perhaps Holly, Cruz, and Rubio understood for political reasons, we can throw our name in support right. knowing that it's not it's going to fail. pass. Mm. Um, so Cruz said that he hopes after the Ohio policymakers, quote, will address the derailments root causes rather than simply advance the narrow political interests. Since 2016, Cruz has received at least $32,000 from the four big rail giants, well, his pack has received nearly $100,000 from them. Damn. So don't believe one goddamn thing that Ted Cruz says regarding holding these people accountable because he's certainly not giving that money back. Since 2016, Rubio himself has received $54,000 from the big four rail giants and his pack has received $107,000. Wow. So maybe instead of spending all this money 
on bribing politicians that could work on their fucking brake pads. Yeah, mm. or anything. <laughs> so we don't have folks suffering like they're currently suffering in East Palestine. Nearly two weeks after the derailment, uh, Hawley sent a letter to the EPA expressing his supposed concern for, quote, the health, safety, and well-being of those affected. He has since complained about the corporations, the EPA and Buttigieg. Meanwhile, uh, his fighting for Missouri PAC received 3000 from the aptly named Norfolk Southern Corporation Good Government Fund. Oh, of course. And 10000 <laughs> wow. from BNSF before the 2020 elections. So he's sitting there saying one thing, yelling about the EPA. And on the back end, Howley's Pack. If you hear that, you know that's Howley's Pack. It's the fighting for Missouri Pack. That's the Josh Howley Pack. So if you hear that, no, that's for Josh Howley. Hmm. Again, they received $3,000 immediately. And huh. uh, he received $10,000 from BNSF. Man. Holly also received a personal $2,000 donation from Norfolk Southern board member Thomas D. Bell Jr. Wow. So, Classic Josh Holly. <sighs> Classic. Do one thing of, at first and then do something else behind everyone's backs. Like when he rose the fist on January 6th and then when the Rioters got close. He ran like a bitch. Yes, indeed. Exactly. God, I can't believe that man had the audacity to write a book on what being a man is. It, yeah. It's definitely not whatever Josh Hawley is. It, it breaks my heart, really, because BNSF and Norfolk Southern trains are the lifeblood of America. It's how mm -hmm. everything gets from point A to point B everywhere, from our shipyards to right. everyone in this country. So I want to like them. I, I want to I like trains. I, I love yeah. trains, but I hate the people in charge of them and the corporations that have destroyed oh, sure. America through through the trains, you know, yeah. because they, they they destroyed these people. These are supposed to be, give jobs to everybody. These are supposed to give jobs to everyone in the country. Right. But they try to they create automation without supporting the framework of the country. And they do all these things to literally just gut our country yeah. when all of our money and everything relies on them. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, you know, reports have shown that there's a thousand derailments in America every year when right. it comes to trains. I mean, even in Ohio, yes, East Palestine is probably the worst scenario, but just because it happened in a town, it but, just so right. happened. But yeah. there were three other derailments in the weeks before that, just in Ohio, including Sandusky, where a, a train literally fell down into a highway because it derailed. And again, it cam comes down to those, those wheel bearings overheating mm -hmm. and the fact that Norfolk Southern specifically, I'm, I'm assuming these other train corporations must have, Similar policies, but Norfolk Southern, they literally have a policy where uh, the, the managers can come in and tell the conductors to just keep on going, to ignore certain warnings. Wow. And so now, if we're going to try to give credit where credit is due, certainly not to people like Josh Hawley, but uh, in the Ohio State Legislature right now, there are bipartisan efforts basically requiring companies to respond to those alerts, to mm -hmm. those warnings. Um, which should seem like a no-brainer, <laughs> but it's like it's a thing that railroad workers have been asking for a long time. It's like, yeah, this would be way better. It would keep us safer and right. keep everybody safer. Yeah, when you work, work at McDonald's and you put the uh, chicken nuggets in the fryer, you take it out. You when take it beeps, beeps, beep, 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 beep. You got to right. you you take burn. it out. You don't yeah. have the manager come and be like, hold on, leave them in there. Leave, leave them, them in there. there. Leave them in there. Boom, it explodes. Ugh. It's ridiculous. Also, of course, Governor Mike DeWine, who isn't doing nearly enough. You sent a great clip of uh, Nina Turner. Absolutely. Yes, discussing how both the left and the right aren't doing nearly enough to help the people of East Palestine. But she focused on Mike DeWine. Yeah. Of course, the Republican governor out there mm -hmm. who I think gave a horrendous performance in his town hall, uh, feigning to care. Yeah. He received $29,000 from Norfolk Southern since mm -hmm. 2018. Mm -hmm. And also you have Ron Johnson absolute piece of shit out of Wisconsin. He's been using what happened in East Palestine as a opportunity to fundraise. What? Yes, Johnson <sighs> has sent out multiple fundraising emails about East Palestine. Uh, he's feigning concern uh, for the community. He is shamelessly asking voters to pay off his campaign debts. And again, since 2016, Johnson received $53,000 from the four big companies and his PAC a hundred and fourteen thousand. Oh, All right. Maybe I'm bad with money, but I'm not going to accept twenty nine thousand dollars to give like a thousand people cancer. I'm sorry. I won't. Right. right. Well, I, I, am I bad? I mean, I don't understand. Am yeah. I, I'm, are we built different as humans that these people are OK with 
literally doing this. Sure. I mean, Mike DeWine's not a real person. He's a millionaire. Mm. He doesn't care about working people. So, so if he's a millionaire, $29,000 well, for but, real? But 10000 of that just went to his inauguration, mm. right, to, to that committee. So uh, Nina Turner is absolutely right. There's so much uh, bipartisan blame to go around. And I think, you know, what's equally bigger tragedy than this train wreck itself is how the partisan sides are going to start using these people, these 5,000 people right. he's bouncing as political footballs. They really are. On a positive note, Roy Khanna and Chris Deluzio, they are both representatives. They have introduced legislation to expand the definition of, quote, high hazardous flammable trains mm. yes. uh, in order to um, ensure that reforms like the Obama era breaking updates would apply to trains like the one derailed in East Palestine. How wasn't that one considered high hazard or uh, flammable train? It had a bunch of high hazarded flammable stuff on it. Yeah, it did. Chemicals. Why wasn't that one one of those? Yep, another puzzling thing that uh, came from the deregulation era of the Trump administration. Also give credit where credit's due. Uh, J.D. Vance, Republican senator from Ohio, and Sherrod Brown, Democrat senator from Ohio, are also both pushing forward a bipartisan bill to improve train safety, rail yeah. regulations, and again, no-brainers that should have been in place a long time It's ago. so easy. Yeah, do you want high-hazard, flammable trains running through your neighborhood With without no brakes? Yeah, get them in here. No, Choo -choo. they go too faster if they don't got the brakes, y'all. You know, that reminds, me of a, reminds me of a fantastic movie called Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, Whoa. and an even better movie called Killer Raccoons 2, <laughs> Dark Christmas in the Dark. Well, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. All right, everyone, thank <laughs> you so much for listening. We'll be back a little bit later on this week. Uh, hope you're doing well out there. Hang in there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.